this week on the Roommates Podcast. And you know what I think that is? Mm-hmm. Normalcy breeds numbness. Okay. And what I mean by that is for women, right, the thing that they generally get a lot is appearance, right? Oh, you look good. You're beautiful. You're this, you're that. So the thing that they end up craving is the compliments that they don't get. Mm-hmm. And for guys, it's the flip side, right? You know, oh my God, you're so successful. You're so this. And we generally don't get that initial like, man, you're handsome today. Mm-hmm. You look good. Mm-hmm. So I think we tend to have a higher value system on that because mm-hmm. we're kind of deprived of that. That's good. Where women, I think, receive it so much that now, you know, you could say she's beautiful and she's like, okay, yeah, thank you. I just got that compliment five yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was walking you, down the street. And-, yeah, yeah, and, and you kind of become desensitized. Yeah. Everybody's Hafiz. Chris is the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy New Year's, Chris. <laughs> Happy New Year, Fizz. Yes, indeed. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Roommates, guys, where we help you guys become the best versions of yourselves. Chris, when was the last time I saw you? Man, shoot, November. Really? It had to be. I didn't see you in December? No. Okay. Ah! <laughs> it was like around Thanksgiving time. It had to be. When we recorded? Yes. Okay. It was that, it was that long ago. What are your thoughts about how well the seven traits of highly desirable women videos did. I thought it went well because it's also for a hundred thousand. Yeah, but how, but did you were you expecting that? Yes, really. That that title that alone, women <laughs> they want men, bro. <laughs> they want love. <laughs> they tired they dogs. They tired of being alone at night. Yes, I expected that. So yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew we were happy with it. I was just I didn't know if you expected it to do like that. It was like a quiet blow up. Yeah. Because, like, the first initial couple of days, it was mm-hmm. a lot of noise, and it kind of just died mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And then you go back and look to it, like, holy crap, mm. they are watching. Yeah. Hopefully they learn it and <laughs> yes. apply it. Yes, 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 indeed. Guys, so yes. this week <laughs> we decided to bring in um, two amazing guys. You already see them on the thumbnail, guys. A couple of weeks ago, they came on the podcast. Unfortunately, Chris wasn't able to be there. But now Chris is here, <laughs> and you guys love these guys so back. Because of popular demand, guys, welcome to the show, the one and only Joe and Eric. What up, fellas? What's up, man? What's up, my Thanks man? Thanks for having Good us to back. see you guys both. Yes. Fresh to yes. the yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm literally like, where is the barber that these guys go to? <laughs> literally, the I'm barber saying. got a, a, a oh, ruler. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, He's shout out artist. to my, my man, Deem's done yeah. it. Kadeem, always make sure I have, have my fresh cut. with yeah, a name yeah, like yeah, Kadeem. Yeah. Yo, yo. It's a part of the outfit, man. You got to complete the look. You got to make it make sense. So my question is did you guys know him from college like how did you guys know like yo he was he was that fly um you talking about Kadeem? yeah or... do you go to the same guy no okay no 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 you talking about in terms of like our haircut yes oh man so i've been going to Kadeem since like freshman year man mm. so really it was one of those situations to where you know it's really cool when you can grow with somebody in terms mm. of starting yeah. from high school or college and then seeing them progress because yeah. i think he moved from georgia southern i think my sophomore year yeah um and it still was cutting when he was in atlanta so it would become a thing where every time i would leave from statesboro to atlanta i would link with him and get a cut and then when i you know permanently uh, started living in Atlanta. He just became my full time barber, but mm. it's it's been cool, man. Yeah. I think that's always nice. Again, where you can start with somebody at yeah. a very very young age, because mm. I mean, he was cutting my hair since I was eighteen. Dang, mm. to kind of like yeah. see where he's at now, and he's yeah. doing his own thing, has his own shop, and then yeah. kind of 
you know, with where we're at, yeah. you know, it, it's been an interesting uh, evolution, as, as you would say. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, that barber relationship is a very good <laughs> relationship. You still go to AG? I, all the time, man. It's like, his problems are my problems. Like, you know, honestly, man. Yeah, yeah. But Barber's a very, very much so unsung hero. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's late night, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. You need to cut. Need you're to going out, too, right? Man. Like, you need to make sure you have a great relationship with yeah. your barber. And, and they yeah. go through a lot. So, shout out to all the barbers in the world. Shout that out to all the barbers. Absolutely. You know, getting those last minute. Uh, yeah. occupation as well. Yeah, yeah. Bro, exactly. It's an essential worker. Absolutely. It really is essential yeah, man, I'm not going to lie. COVID, my man still was taking care of me. I, was, yeah. I need the cut, bro. Yeah, I need you know what I mean? I, I wear the mask, yeah. crib scrub down, like come through, give me the house call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely. No, and, and what I was telling Chris is that one of the things for me um, moving into 2021 was bringing more dope players to continue to add more value. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things that though we try to like, you know, do different content like fashion, fitness, lifestyle, all types of stuff. But it's like, yo, like we get spread thin. And there's mm-hmm. some people who are like really good at what they do, and so mm-hmm. now I think you know obviously guys are gonna be seeing a lot more Joe and Eric um, on the in the brand, but like, but yeah, man, I think one of the dope parts is that somebody sent me a DM. Damn, I don't got my phone on me, but he was just saying how inspired he was by seeing you know four well dressed, educated black men, you know, sharing positive things and like that that whole vibe like really encouraged him you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I think more images like these need to be put out in society of all men in general and I'm really excited about bringing you guys on man yeah thank you man we yeah. got so much good feedback from the last episode yeah. we both I mean still now I mean it's only been a few weeks but yeah. we get so many positive DMs hey thanks for for showing up thanks for what you said you know mm-hmm. it inspired me to start dressing a certain way so um, the reception has been really positive. So yeah. shout out to everybody. It's been really nice. Yeah, and, I, and to E's point, I think what was very, very interesting is to even see the response from women yeah. because yeah. there were even a lot of positive <laughs> responses for women saying, man, like that was very inspiring. Yeah. I appreciate that. And even though the message wasn't necessarily geared towards women, yeah. the fact that they were still listening yeah, and yeah. they were able to receive some type of value was, yeah. you know, very interesting and cool for me to see. And yeah. a lot of people watched the whole hour 44. Yeah. I was like, okay, I appreciate I appreciate yeah, that, man. Yeah, I thought, yeah, that, but now it was yeah, nice. Yeah. It was cool. And don't forget Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Patreon. But yeah, no, it's interesting, and I, and I tell people this all the time. I learned this at a very young age. For some reason, if you say people, especially like, how can I put this? What I notice when it comes to like, especially content by Black creators, especially Black men, there's usually a predominantly female audience. If you just speak, like saying general things mm. like people, you guys, us, da 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 da. Right. Whenever you use general, what is that? Pronouns. Yes. General yeah. pronouns yeah. like that, you usually find a large female audience. But what happens is to really talk to the men, you got to say men. Yeah. So I, in our videos, where we say men, this men, that men, men, mm-hmm. men, because I feel like men need to be talked to directly. But Mm -hmm. the interesting point is that even by saying men and doing men content, Mm -hmm. like Joe pointed out, women still come. It doesn't. It doesn't deter them. It actually Mm -hmm. inspires. Like it makes it more. uh, What's that word called? When you're more curious to the content. So yeah, you definitely see that. Though, if you're helping the men by as a proxy, women get helped as well. So I think that's super dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, women always want to know what we're thinking. So I think that plays into it. Yeah. How, I'm curious. Did your girl watch the episode? <laughs> yeah. I, I was telling Joe the whole time. She was just like roasting me. She was, just like, she was like, you don't think like that. She's like, she was like that's not true. I was like, All right. Well, I'll take it. No, it, was, it was good feedback. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it was yeah. fun. Cool. Nah, so one of the things, 
a lot of things I've been thinking about um, in 2021, and, and the whole idea is to building up three kinds of guys. There's like the beginner guys, the immediate guys, and the advanced guys. So one of the guys that I'm always hearing, he's 18, 19, 20 years old, has no idea, has no dad, has no mentor. He's just figuring life out. So there's, there's a level of basics of life that this guy needs to understand. But then there's a guy on the other side, the advanced guy, you know, the high value man. <laughs> you know, the guy making, you know, 150, 200,000, already has his degree, already has his home, you know, already has a lot of life together. And then there's, other, there's things that he needs that's totally different than what the 18 year old guy needs. So one of the things I wanna try to do is cover the diversity of needs of all different men from all different backgrounds. Sure. But before we even get into that, there, there's been an interesting conversation that's been going on. Um, I talked to Kim about it briefly, and I wanted to hear you guys' take as, um, how, what would you describe yourself as, fashion uh, expertises? What, 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 what is your, what is your, what is your we're, name? We're custom clothiers. Okay. okay. <laughs> Did you guys make that up? No, no. Oh, that's, like a, <laughs> that's, that's like a real t- yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. I ain't mad at you. If you want to get Pacific, you know, yeah. visual brand etiquette specialist. There we go. Uh, there we go. You, you know, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the regular term would be custom clothing year, but, okay. you know, we, we could get a little bit No problem. Yeah. So there's this ongoing debate when it comes to men about which one is the most important. Looks, money, and status. And so... There's this idea where some people think looks are more important, some people think money, some people think status. So I'm curious to all the guys around the table, if you were to put one as the most important, which would you put and why? For a man to have? For a man to have. Hmm. Well, my my initial gut reaction is to say moderation is key, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're unbalanced in any one area, I think the other areas tend to suffer. And I'm a very big component of congruency in all areas. But if I were to have to say one, mm-hmm. um, I would start with appearance. And the reason I would start with the appearance is because of the perception aspect. Let me jump in real quick. Mm-hmm. Mo- what would you say is most important? Not where you would start at. We can do that one later. But what would you say is the most important out of those three? If a guy can get one of these three Infinity Stones, <laughs> which one is he getting? Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Um, man, money. I, I, you know, I'm kind of leaning for some reason towards status. Mm-hmm. I think because. When you're able to have a certain level of, um, I mean, you can call it like a face card or whatever the case is, I feel like opportunities kind of come to you. You kind of start to create them. Mm-hmm. Um, money just tends to be a byproduct of certain certain characteristics. So initially I'm thinking status, but this is a, a loaded question. Mm-hmm. But uh, what, do you, what do you think, Joe? What, what do you think? Man, so for me, I'm actually thinking maybe income okay. because I think the other two can be produced from having a certain level of money. Mm. So, you know, a lot of times money can get you in rooms with certain people that as a byproduct, you'll get status. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, you can get, you know, uh, to a certain degree, better appearances or better looks. Mm -hmm. So for me, I I think that might be the beginning asset that you might start with is money because the other two, I think, can come as a byproduct of that. Mm. Yeah, I'm going with money all day, every <laughs> single day. Yeah. Gotta, gotta bring the money. It just yeah. it's too much. Like you, a guy that has money and you know he has money, you know he has money. Walks in the room, he can look bummy as crap. You still gonna respect him. Mm. 
You sometimes still you don't gonna, know he has money though. I just want to say if you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you know. If you know. Okay, yeah. All right. But yeah, I think I think Fair money, enough. like you said, is also a bobby. You can literally get those other things if you have money. I think you just need that as a man to have money. Okay. Yeah. That actually makes me think of too though. I don't know if you guys have seen this meme, but it's like the guy there's like a party and there's a guy in the party hat in the corner and like he's uh, all yeah. ducked off and he's not anybody or he's not around anybody and he's like, They don't even know I made this So so you don't have money also be like a lame, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So you Could need be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you still true. need those other quads, but yeah. definitely I think to your point of fees, yeah. money would probably be if if we had to choose one. Most yeah. important. I think that's the key word that Fees is saying, like, what is most important? Okay. So if money's most important, what attracts the most women? Looks, money, or status? Jesus Christ. Oof. Status to me. I think that blue check tells you a lot. Mm. What wow. attracts the most women? Um, you look good, but you broke. It's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough. I'm not saying you can't excel. That's true, because when she starts asking you for stuff yeah. and you can't That's deliver, it's kind of like... Yeah. She want to go to Cabo and shit. <laughs> yeah. You can't go nowhere but to Conroe. <laughs> Conroe. Oh, oh man. God. So, okay, ask the question one more time. What? Which one is most important to women? Looks, money, or status? Or, what? sorry, which one is the best tool of attract to attracting uh, women? Mm-hmm. Well, initially, I would say looks, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Because if she's first meeting you, she's not necessarily going to be able to judge your income. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, there's certain things that you can have that are signaling items that might say, hmm, this guy might have a lot of money. But if you have the looks in terms of initial attraction, if we're just going off that, I think appearance is going to be a big factor because, again, going back to kind of our last combo, 6% of a person's first impression a lot of times is based on what they visually see, mm-hmm. right? And your brain processes images 60,000 times faster than it does words. So what is the image that she's seeing when she sees you? And that's, for me, what I think would be kind of that initial attraction point. Now, everything after that, I don't know. Yeah. She started asking questions, you know, to go to yeah. Turks and Caicos. Yeah. Yeah. That becomes yeah. a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if we're keeping it very just service level, mm-hmm. I also probably go with appearance. Okay. I think that probably is going to get you, like Joe said, in the door. Mm-hmm. Now, having the... <laughs> having to keep the the in the door. Yeah. That's a whole separate conversation, but yeah. I'll, I'll go appearance as well, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that mm-hmm. point because... Yes. <laughs> Status is a close... It's like 1A, 1B for me, but it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. I'm just saying, you could be an ugly quarterback in high school, but that, the quarterback had gals. He had some girls. Man. That's true. Yeah, he had that's it. That's a fact. That's true. As we see all the time. I'm not... No disrespect to fraternities. I'm just saying, when you get that status, and when you get them letters, it changes folks. We see it all the time. Yeah. That's why I think status, man, status, it make you look good. Well, you know, funny that you bring up the fraternity analogy, right? Um, because one thing that we always say is, you know, if you were getting, let's say, women before status or before, yeah. you know, being in a fraternity, you're still going to, you know, have women afterwards. 100%. But 100%. I think what's very interesting for the type of woman who is attracted to a guy simply because of the status, those are generally not the type of women that you generally would want anyway. So I don't even necessarily know if that would always be too much of a draw because if she's simply mm. just attracted to you for the appearance of the status or lifestyle, that's not necessarily the most, are always the most healthy situation for you. And granted, it can be said also in some respects that that woman may have not been the um, most challenging um, to get. 
if just the access of statuses allowing you to interact with her. Mm. No, no, you make a good point. You make a good point. I mean, I just know I've seen it transform some guys' lives. Yeah, that, yeah. So that's that's, that's my only yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. they get that status, that notoriety, that that fame, that popularity, mm-hmm. you know, that builds their confidence, <laughs> the, uh, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you look superpowers, better. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because man, this this goes in. I didn't even want to take it here. But you kind of took this here. So I'm going mm-hmm. to go on a detour where we're going to get back to this point. Okay. So I realized that there's two major forms of attraction when it comes to men. When it comes to uh, women to men. It's, I call it paper attraction and it's physical attraction. So mm-hmm. physical attraction is simply I look, I like, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the swag, like the, like the style that you guys provide, the, your face, your body, whatever it is, I look, I like. Paper is more so I learn I like. So therefore, okay, oh, Chris, who's this guy? Oh, wow, Chris has this and he does this. Oh, wow. Oh, you drive this car. Oh, wow, you do this. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. And then there's, there's that, right? There's a component where you're a guy, you go into a room, no one cares about you. Oh, do you know that so-and-so, so-and-so? Oh, really? Everything yeah. changes, right? So my question to you guys is, do you feel like one is more important? Not how, Do you feel like one do you feel like both of them are simply attraction, or do you feel like one is more shallow than the other? Mm. Because the point, this is the point that people always make. If you lose your money, what happens to you, right? right. But then they use a flip point with women, but they don't use a flip point to men. They're saying, what if she loses her looks? So same thing as a guy, what if you lost your look? What if you lost maybe something happened to your face, something happened to your teeth, something happened to your body? What happens when you lose your look? So the idea is usually built upon what if he loses his money, but it's also what if he, some guys get older. We know them. They were really mm-hmm. handsome in high school, handsome in the young adult years. They get older. I'm not too sure. <laughs> you you don't know, know what happened. You know? So, so the question is, in regards to physical attraction or paper attraction, do you feel like one is more shallow, shallow or valuable than the other? Mm. Um, I don't. I don't think that one is more shallow than the other because I don't. I don't. I hate when people say like, "Oh, well, it doesn't. Ma- it, it always matters what somebody looks like, right?" Yeah. Because you have to desire your partner or whoever you're with. So I don't think one is more shallow than the other, but. <clears throat> To your point, as far as looks fading and people getting old, everybody gets older. Everybody is a little less attractive than they were when they were younger. So, I mean, ugh. I think as far as paper attraction, that's probably more of a uh, long term. That's probably a better route to go if you had to pick one of the two. Um, I don't think it's more shallow than the other or anything. I think they're both kind of on that same level. Mm-hmm. But long term, to your point, I think that paper attraction is probably going to be the better route to go. Mm. So, what do you Yeah, think? I mean... To me, I think they're they're very um, they're complementary to a degree. Uh, one, one thing that I think is always interesting too is even like the idea of losing your money because they say like money doesn't make the man, but if man makes the money and he no longer has the money, is he even the same guy? Mm. Right? Because now that implies that the qualities that allowed him to make the income he may no longer possess. So right. that that's always kind of what I look at it from too is you know, who do you have to become to make the money? So if you're taking away that, is he even the same individual per se? Granted, he's doing it by legal means. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but is he, even, is he even the same individual if he loses that? You know, and in terms of looks, granted, I think there's varying levels of appeal to men. So, of course, there's your visual, like your face, mm-hmm. and of course that fades. But in terms of, like, decorum 
and dress, that's something that's a little bit more timeless, right? Like if you're a tasteful dresser, that's not something that's going to age away. Like some of my favorite people to look at, especially when it comes to dressing, are like your 70 and 80 year old guys, Mm -hmm. because there's a level of intentionality and and habit that is built into the dressing. It's almost like a uniform. It becomes so effortless because that guy understands who he is. Mm-hmm. So when he's wearing clothes, it's just like a natural extension of him. Granted, he might have the wrinkles, but that that's another level of appeal that I think when you're looking at the visual, that tends to not fade, right? Okay. Granted, the outer looks will fade, but in terms of like your ability to be tasteful in what you wear, yeah. that's something that I think you can always take with you. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I think I think the paper attraction is going to be the best bet long right. term. Because um, like we said, even we can look at how women talk to men and, and treat men right now. You know, some of the not so best looking guys <laughs> in the world, they got that paper resume, yeah. they got that status, they got the money, and they got all the women, you know, that it, to their mm-hmm. disposal. Um, so I really feel like if, if I was telling a guy to focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. I think looks are important. The way you dress, the way you carry yourself, very important. But getting that paper status, that resume, is going to carry you the long way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because I think, like I said, the, a long time ago, Chris had this point where he said, I want a girl to look at me and look at my face and mm-hmm. want me and not look at my bank and then want me or not <laughs> hear what I do and want me. So he had this priority where it was like the physical attraction, that's what means a lot. That to should me. be enough, God dang it. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the perfect world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's when I was wondering, I was like, yo, like in regards to, do we feel like one is more genuine than another? You know, so like, because it, mm. it goes back to like, if, if a girl looks at your face and thinks you look good, People find that as men do, they mm-hmm. find it as a genuine form of attraction versus, mm-hmm. oh, who's these guys? Oh, wow, Joe Harrison yeah. and Hines. Oh, really? El Hato. Then you find that a little bit disingenuous, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I was wondering, do do what what did the guys around this table feel like? Is one more of a genuine attraction over the other? Yeah, I mean, that is an interesting concept, though, the idea of learned attraction versus initial attraction. Um, And yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that initial from the looks does tend to be more genuine because it's an actual like interest versus something that's built up over time because of the potential lifestyle or security that comes from. The paper, right? Because now, and I forget who said this, but they were like, money's like makeup for guys. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? You kind of get that concept to where initially, again, she didn't like him, but now she's starting to learn of the access and the lifestyle that this guy may give her. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the initial perception. So maybe that initial look or appearance tends to be a little bit more genuine where, you know, the paper tends to maybe not be a genuine and mm-hmm. I don't know what, what do you guys kind of think about no, that I, 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 I hear exactly what Fees is saying because I used to say you're going to love me at my worst you're going to idolize me at my best mm-hmm. you know so when you first see me I want you to be attracted to me off rip mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. learn the rest of me oh you ain't going there. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's how that's how I want somebody to be attracted to me I don't mm-hmm. want to earn their attraction yeah. or feel like yeah. I have to prove, and hey, look at my resume, and mm-hmm. then now I get your attention. Mm-hmm. Now I get to do all these things with you. I don't want that. So that I do feel like looks is way more genuine than somebody learning what I'm doing, where can I be, and potential, and things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. because what I find interesting to that point, from my personal experience, I'm not, I'm not saying all women, yeah. but women find the inverse to be true. Mm. 
Women, if if you tell True. a woman, yep. oh, oh, I just yeah. see how you look, yep. yeah. and I want you, yeah. that's perceived as shallow to uh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, yeah. If I'm, I'm more than that. But if you're like, yo, I like how hard she works, I like that she's a doctor, mm-hmm. I like that she has this degree, that really attracts me. They they find that more genuine. You know what I mean? They find that more genuine. You you know what I'll say, though? And you know what I think that is? Normalcy breeds numbness. Okay. And what I mean by that is for women, right, the thing that they generally get a lot is appearance, right? Oh, you look good. You're beautiful. You're this, you're that. So the thing that they end up craving is the compliments that they don't get. Mm -hmm. And for guys, it's the flip side, right? You know, oh my God, you're so successful. You're so this. And we generally don't get that initial like, man, you're handsome today. Mm -hmm. You look good. Mm-hmm. So I think we tend to have a higher value system on that because mm-hmm. we're kind of deprived of that. That's good. Where women, I think, receive it so much that now, you know, you could say she's beautiful and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, thank you. I just got that compliment five yeah. times. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was walking you, down the street. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you kind of become desensitized yeah. to that. So I think that might even be another angle of why you kind of see that where with women, they're looking for that more like, man, I love your spirit, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I, I love, you know, <laughs> no, 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 but, no, but like really because, oh, wow, okay, I haven't got that before. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know tell a woman you love her spirit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After 10 seconds, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Yeah. Demon time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that, and, and, that, and that to me is, that's a great point. And that's why, to me, like when people like want to emphasize one mm-hmm. or the other. I'm like, yo, it's really subjective. Yeah. Like attraction is what attraction is because to the point we were having this room on Clubhouse and all these girls were saying like, yo, like the idea of a man pr- providing and, you know, taking care of me and being stable makes me feel waterfalls. Mm. And what yes. they were saying was, no matter, mm-hmm. there's a level of waterfalls. Yes. <laughs> child TLC. <laughs> a le- level of waterfalls that yeah. no matter how good you look, you can't unlock unless I really feel secure mm-hmm. in who you are as a man. The so levels. that, so that's why I was like, yo, so. <laughs> so that's why I was like, okay, then which one is more genuine? If mm. she's saying she's turned on more by this, mm-hmm. genuinely speaking, so does that mean that this one is more shallow than the other? And I just thought it was an interesting no, conversation. I agree. Definitely yeah. subjective. Yeah. Yeah. And then, too, there's even the whole idea of which one's more transactional. Yes. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And that, that again, is even another more, I, I think, underdeveloped topic it, is the idea of having to, Chris's point earlier, is like having to earn the love. And that's the thing that's always kind of like a gut punch. Granted, you know, the other sex always determines what is like attractive, right? Yeah. So women are in the ballpark of, you know, determining for men what's seen as attractive. But at the same time, as a man, it does kind of put you into that space of, well, golly, like, you know what I mean? Do you like me for me or just yeah. what I can do for you? Yeah. Right. You know? So, mm. yeah. A lot of it, like Joe was saying, is like, I think women view it as, well, like, you don't even know me. Like, all you're looking at is, what I what I show you, I yeah. think a lot of it too is just women. They want they want to feel like you genuinely care, and I think when you just start complimenting the surface level features, they kind of feel like you're just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think they want you to kind of dig a little bit deeper. They want you to compliment their their spirit and mm-hmm. things of that nature because it makes it feel like you genuinely care. Yeah. So I get like you said, it's subjective, but I get both sides. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, to a certain degree, you do want an identity outside of what you look like. Right. 
Exactly. Right. And yeah. especially if people are, are trapping you as one thing is just, oh, you're beautiful and you're just this. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you do tend to feel underappreciated in other areas. Yeah. So to your point, that's like is the true. whole like more than an athlete type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. LeBron, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, hey, well, I'm also a father. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have companies, I have businesses. So I think it's a similar mindset. Yeah. You know. Because from my personal experience, and I'm wondering if you guys went through this as well. You said went through this no, I was just wondering, like, yeah. like, would you all want to be attracted, like, want your girl to be attracted to you solely off your looks or off your, you know, paper resume status? Mm. You know, that's actually a really interesting... I- I'll let Eric go first on this one. Would I want to be attracted to me solely off my looks? Yeah. Um. No. Hmm. I I wouldn't. Because I think... Man, that's tough. I know I wouldn't. I'm just trying to give you a, the best explanation as to why. I think because it, for me, it, it just shows. I think it's a similar thing with with women and men. It shows that there's there's more because if, if I'm the most attractive guy in the world, but for you, that's it. It's like okay, well, how deep are you invested in actually getting to know me? You know what I mean? I think when you're younger, maybe that's okay. But as you get older, you actually want somebody to like you for you or love you for you. So I think it kind of plays into the aspect of. Do you really actually want to get to know me? Let's, let, let me stop right there because I, I don't want to get to personality. Right. I want to get to like that point of in regards to paper or mm. or, or physical, meaning that only not that she loves you for being Eric right. and Eric, you know, the, the emotional characteristics, but more so Eric, the what do you call yourself? The fat custom clothier. Oh, Eric, the custom clothier, he's a hardworking yeah. guy. He has this nice car, he has a nice home, he's stable, he's work mm-hmm. hard. Like, do you do you feel like that? Do you want her to look you like you just for your looks? Or better question, okay. Would you mind if she likes you for either or? Meaning that she says what attracts me the most is that he's extremely handsome, reminds you of Michael Ely. Or she said, "What attracts me the most <laughs> is that he's actually." <laughs> yeah. He really reminds me of him. That's the funny part. Hey, that's the hey, funny man. part. Yeah, that's Go ahead and get my, my uncle, man a movie, man. That's my uncle. Man. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or what she finds most attractive is, oh, he's a he's a fashion guy. He has great style. He's a hard worker. He has this nice apartment. He's financially stable. Do Do you mind if she just her main reason of attra- being attracted to you is one or the other? No. I don't because like you said it's subjective and if that's how she feels if she's like hey me personally I'm attracted to this and I'm attracted then no I don't mind Chris I don't I want the looks man okay Okay. I want you to like me (laughs) Joe man that's so tough Mm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say either or as well um I I think it, it is subjective um Man, yeah, that that's tough, man. Because I, I think there's there's layers to both that I would choose. You know what I mean? I think the, as a man, you want to feel level of sexual attraction from your woman. Mm-hmm. That man, like I really like the way that you look because I think that empowers you as a guy. You know, and it even kind of feeds like that ego part yeah, of it, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but from the income professional side, I think that speaks to like the entrepreneur, the visionary, the king in you, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you also want her to respect that and water that side as yeah. well. So Your like purpose, man. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like it, it's hard for me to cut off and choose either one. Like mm-hmm. to me it's a combination, but that's why I think I'd have to say either or and then after that lead from how she presents that information to me. Yeah. Right? Because if it's just like, 
oh, I like because you're successful. You have this. Like, if that's the level of presentation she's presenting it to me with, then that makes me feel a little like, eh. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. if, if she's a little bit more softer in that presentation, then I think I'm okay with that. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Fees? Um, no, I'm the same way. I don't care either or. <laughs> 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 because, I, like I said, I've met so many women, and, and this is my personal experience. I feel like it's like attraction is like cool. I, you look good. I feel like what, for what my, my personal experience, I feel like for a lot of girls, her being attracted to you is cool. But that's level, that's like, cool. It is what it is. Right. I'm yes. not going to do anything. One. Yeah, level one. <laughs> yeah. level one. I agree, yeah. Like, I'll, like, I'll talk <laughs> yeah, to you, yeah, yeah, but in yeah. regards to getting date, in regards mm-hmm. to getting time, in regards mm-hmm. to getting, like, serious, that's not going to take you nowhere. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. level of waterfalls. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. Pint-sized yeah. yeah. bottle. I got what you. What is it, eight ounce? Eight ounce. Because I think we've heard that. Like, oh, he's cute, but, like, he's cute, but, I mean, I don't know if I would let him take, you know what I mean? Like, I hear you, I hear you. Because we've all heard that conversation. So, to me, it's like. So then I know that after you have that initial, you look good, mm-hmm. but then you have that, you built something, like say so you built that yeah. kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about gallon now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> gallon of you know, waterfall, and, I got and you. So, I got and so I, <laughs> yeah. and so for me, I, I, I acknowledge that reality, yeah. and I understand that there's nothing wrong with her desiring that. I, I don't demonize women for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why to me it's like either or. And I think Joe was the one who told me this. He said, I might be wrong, so correct yeah, yeah, yeah. me if I'm wrong. He said, "If the it, people say money makes a man, but if the man makes some money, how is the money separate from the man? Something yeah, to that point. line. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yo, like part of my personality of being mm-hmm. ambition and hardworking and focused yeah. is I chose this career, mm-hmm. I excelled at this career, I got a lot of money, I became financially literate. You know, I got I take care of myself, I got a nice like that is all types of other traits besides yeah, yeah. just oh she likes that dollar amount in my bank account. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Yeah man, I mean it, it it's hard to detach the two. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I think there's a very symbiotic relationship that uh that making money and and just again I think it just boils down to the idea of becoming first and then as a result you have Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so to separate the two it's very hard to do Mm -hmm. right no that makes perfect sense chris no man i think that that was that was i was just curious of what i was thinking but yeah that makes sense yeah because i think there's there's so much of a conversation in the men's space Mm -hmm. where there's this demonization for women who like status and money Yes. And I and in my opinion, it comes from guys without status and money, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a strong <laughs> yeah. demonization where it's like, oh my gosh, she only likes you for this, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, it's not that she only likes him for this. Sometimes that is the case, mm-hmm. but it's an important component. In the same way that if there is no beauty component with the woman, she can be the greatest girl on earth. But if we're yeah. honest. We're not spending time with her. Yeah. Mm. No, that, that's a good point because it's kind of like that looking from outside of the club, which you can't get in type of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. mostly people that don't have it that say that. But I think we also have to keep in mind, and I think this is one thing about women that makes them so dope is the right woman with the right man, she'll multiply everything he touches. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, she does, if, she, if you're saying she just likes you for those certain things, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but women have a natural inclination to want to kind of attach themselves to something. If they see you're doing something, like I said, the right woman will just take that. She'll take a guy that's making 70K to 100K to 200 to five. To, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's kind of, it goes hand in hand, mm-hmm. you know? And, and to another point as well, and again, I think this is just touching on the psychology behind it. 
you know, a woman who is liking or attracted to a guy, let's say, of high status and money, I think the flip side of it is what type of personality does that guy have that mm-hmm. allowed him to get into the position? So when you start looking at his confidence, mm-hmm. his approach level, the way he's able to speak with intentionality when he's in a room, I think those are the nuance pieces that also kind of give that level of attraction where when women look at him, they're like, man, okay, I want to be with that guy Mm -hmm. versus the guy that may not have that same level of confidence or that same level of swagger when he walks in the room. Those are, I think, the little nuance pieces of the conversation. Yeah, the the intangibles that come with the income the status. And, mm. and granted, you have to have the character piece as well, because as we know, the more money you have, the more disciplined mm-hmm. you have to be because you have more mm. access. Mm-hmm. Right. Preach. And just yeah. because you have access doesn't mean it requires use. So right. when you say no, we'll say a lot more about you than what you say yes to. Right. So, so there, there is that aspect of it. But I, I think it's nuanced, man. You got to look at like, of, of course, they have status and money. But what about that guy? What is he oozing out? Mm-hmm. That's also making them attracted to yeah. him. Mm. Yeah, that high status tells a lot to women. That's mm-hmm. that's basically what it comes down to. It, it confirms everything they want in a man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got money and you got confidence yeah. and you got this that's and you money. love God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. There you go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, because oh, I think so. a lot of the young guys who are new, like this is more beginner content, we're going to get to the, the deeper stuff as we progress, but the, a lot of young guys, their fear is like, but what if I level up? What if I make this money? What if I st- get this status? How do I know she wants me for me? Mm. You know? Mm. And, and, and that's something that guys are, you know, like I said, they're constantly saying, but I'm like, but if she just looks at your face and thinks that you're <laughs> gorgeous because you have pretty eyes, does she really like you for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. she looks at your body and says, oh, you're, you're in great shape, but she really like you for you. So I feel like guys think because there's a physical attraction, that mm. means she likes you for you. And because there's a paper attraction, that means she's shallow. Mm. Nah, like, the, the, if she just mm. looks at you and likes the way you look, she has nothing to do with who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that, you know? And so I think a lot of guys have that fear, and I'm trying to find a way to dispel that fear so that it can continue to level up. Mm. I mean, speaking on that, too, I, I think a good indicator for a man, especially as you are navigating and you are making more income and you're attracting different people into your life is the level of entitlement that they come into your life with. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if they're coming into the situation and they're feeling entitled to your lifestyle or to a level of income that you've made, I think that is always a good indicator of their interest level in you. Right. But I think when they like even as a man, like for me, the women I tend to feel most attracted to and most drawn towards aren't the women that necessarily feel entitled to certain things. But it's the women that almost say, you know what? No, I got it. Because even in them like saying that, that makes me as a man say, wow, okay, just for the fact that you aren't expecting or feeling entitled to this, it makes me want to do it more for you. Mm. And it makes me want to provide more for you, because now I know at the end of the day this is a team situation. Yeah, this yeah. is a unit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Joe hit it on the head. That's something that we, we have a few mentees that we talk to and it's just like, man, that entitlement piece is so huge because an analogy I give is it's almost like your, 
you're driving with the emergency brake on because mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're trying to keep going forward, but it's like something's, mm-hmm. it's like the negativity or it's the entitlement that she keeps mm-hmm. pulling you back and back. And it's like, man, like a lot of people don't realize, man, you gotta, you yeah. gotta put that emergency yeah. brake down or get rid of that negative influence. Yeah. And I think like Joe hit it on the head. It's just like, man, that entitlement. I think we've all met certain women that just feel like, especially once you're getting to a certain level. Oh well, you got that. Okay, I'll get, I'll take some too. But it's like, well, hold on, I got it. let's calm down. But you know, like I said, if you have the right woman, that yeah. won't happen. Man, yeah, no, I think that's it's huge. I think as you continue to level up, as guys mature, and for any guy that has that fear, I think it's the level of wisdom and discernment they would continue to build as well. Right. And once they build that muscle up, you can really decide and really figure out, you know, who's here for you or is who here because they want this lifestyle you can provide for yeah, them. Right. So I feel like men just need to trust themselves. As they grow up, as they get older and mature, you will get more wise and you will figure out who's really here for you. Yeah. Men or women, period. Yeah. No, I love that point. And I was I want to touch on, upon that later sure. because I was having a conversation with, with my girlfriend and her um, one of her friends and I was talking to them because they're not from America. Mm. And I was talking to them. I said, the, the biggest thing that I love about you guys' culture is the lack of entitlement mm. and, the, and, the, and the uncomfortability of asking. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, entitlement, yeah. man. Women yeah, think like, they want everything. Uh, they think yeah. they just deserve it because they women be. Uh, <laughs> yo, and, and, and we can... We, 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 Patreon. Save it. Save it. You got to pay for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'll save that one, you know. Yeah. Hey, you want to get canceled before 2021 starts. <laughs> but, but no, and I realized that she, that they're so uncomfortable mm-hmm. with the idea of a guy mm-hmm. doing stuff for them. Because there's, but there's levels mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. There's the Miss Independent, really like, you can't do nothing good for it, which is one extreme that you don't like. But what, what I realized is they're uncomfortable, not because they don't take, but because they want to give back. Mm-hmm. So I've said, like, what you guys have no entitlement and a, 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 a level of reciprocity that's mm-hmm. like none other. Wow. Meaning that if you give her, buy her a gift, her brain thinks, I got to not. What can I, I do? What, what can I, I do yeah, for him? Yeah. What can I do for him for that level? Cause I, I asked her, I was like, what if your 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 man bought you a car? How happy would you be? Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, I, I wouldn't be that happy. And then I'd be like, why? This a car, it's a great gift. She was like, because now I gotta buy him yeah. a car. Yeah, you right, know right. what I mean? Yeah. Because not like wow. like I, I owe you, but like, man, thank you so much. I want to do something nice for you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people feel like it's your job in, in, mm-hmm. to buy me a car. Yeah. It's your job to pay my rent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they have this level of entitlement. So I realized that for the guys who are afraid of leveling up and meeting those kind of women, as Chris described and Joe described, look for reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look for entitlement. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you said. Sometimes when you go to the restaurant, I don't know who, I think it was Chris or somebody told me this. One of the things that they look for to see is she will even take out the purse. Yeah, I just want to see if you're going to do it. You want to see. See if you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, want to see. You, want, you want to see. I'm curious. And, 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 I, and I see your, your mind wiring. <laughs> Did she do it? Did she not do it? Because some people, some people, and I'm curious where you guys yeah. sit on that. Well, so, go ahead. <laughs> Here's my thing, right? <laughs> I, 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 th- I think there's a couple of things that need to be stated. Okay. Number one, if I'm on a date and I initiate the date, yes. to me, I'm taking accountability with the payment. 100%. Uh, agree. Right? But what I find interesting, and, and, and what I found with women who do tend to have reciprocity with me, there's almost this, this inclination to where after we have a good time or you know we're conversing, it's, oh, I got to take you out next. 
There it is. And that and it and it's really and to me when I get that I'm like oh man okay mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I know I, you know I have an idea of what type of woman she is mm-hmm. but if it begins to be a situation to where I feel like I'm constantly pouring into the cup and nothing's being poured out mm-hmm. into me it's like you know if you get so many withdrawals what's gonna happen yeah you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, your, yeah. your bank's gonna hit you with that withdrawal fee <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's kind of how I measure the checks and balances is how long does it take for her to want to invest back in the relationship. Now, granted, I understand that for certain women, there are certain challenges they may have mm-hmm. based on reference point, based on bad past relationships that don't make them feel they want to give that level of energy to a guy. So there is a level of, you know, almost putting him in a job interview that he has to go through. Like, I understand that portion. Mm-hmm. But I think there's another side to where as a man, if you put in so much, you get to this space to where you almost feel exhausted yeah. because you've exhausted all this energy and asserting yourself as the one that should be given attention. But the time you get the attention, you're not really as interested in a relationship anymore because no reciprocity has happened mm. during that process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and it's funny, people always ask me like, Hey, how did you know your girl was on our second day? She took me out. Yeah. Okay. And so for me, that was kind of like, yeah, Huh. Okay. <laughs> and like and even like before we were officially together, we would go out and she she would do things like, Oh, I got valet. But I think little things like that kind of showed me wow and like Joe said, women if women realize like the 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 more that you offer even if we say no, it makes us want to do more. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think it's just that little bit of just just asking. You know what I mean? I think that goes a long way. But I, I want to ask you, do you think it's just a cultural thing as to why women, like, because I know, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Is it just a, a United States thing? Is it a what? social media thing? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, Chris. Patreon. But no, I think obviously the more European going Dutch philosophy contributes to that ideology. Mm -hmm. But um, so there's a level of like, um, there's a level of, I don't want to feel like I'm a leech. Exactly. You know what I mean? Where I think that contributes to that as well. So I think there's a culture of that. And like I said, there there is extremes to it. There is a girl who will not allow you to take her out unless she's paying half. She's like, no, I'm paying. Like, she won't even let you do nothing nice. (laughs) (laughs) You got to pay him on the the slide. Exactly. Give him the car when she goes to the restroom. Yeah. 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 So so I think think it is culture. We'll talk about it on Patreon so we don't get too much in trouble. But I want to backtrack to the initial looks, money, and status conversation because this kind of goes into the focus. You, you had a clubhouse room about this idea mm-hmm. of designer versus luxury mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think this kind of touches into that as well because I feel like for the people who, who view status as king, when it comes to status, it's all about designer, yes. having that brand, having that Louis you know, Vuitton, the Gucci, all that stuff, you know? But for the people who may lean towards money money is more the luxury this like you said mm. that subtle thing that joe described in the clubhouse room yeah. where you don't you can't see it but the ones who yeah. know who got the yeah. money know what it is man, yeah. so I'm interested with, uh, kind of summarize people to that conversation about designer versus luxury yeah so okay so here's the premise right and and here's the main difference that i, I think everyone should understand when it comes to the difference between designer versus luxury designer is meant to be seen and heard where luxury is meant to be understood by those who understand. Mm -hmm. And I think what ends up happening, especially a lot for people that are new to the designer luxury game, is they want to go all in on the signaling items, Mm. where when they wear it, they want people to know. Mm. 
But what's so interesting about it is for the people who actually play in the game, right? The people who actually drop 30 a night, that's the quickest way for them to identify that you don't know how to play the game, that Mm. you're new. Mm-hmm. That you're coming from JV to varsity. Because mm-hmm. people that, like, even the idea of luxury itself, it's subtle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Eric can touch on this a little bit more, but, you know, when you get deeper into it, man, a lot of people end up getting or buying into what's called urban division level product. Mm. And all that means is it's product when you go to, like, your Louis, your Gucci, heavy print, basically a walking billboard, yeah. you know? And exactly. And to make the analogy, it's kind of like, you know, in, when you're in a fraternity, there's this thing where you don't want to wear what's called double or triple nail you, right? <laughs> like you, you have one piece of nail you <laughs> that yeah, you're yeah. allowed, yeah. but after that, it's like, bro, you're doing too much. Like, down, get it. Yeah. You're an alpha, right? <laughs> you're a capital. We get, you know, it, it's kind of the same yeah, thing yeah, with like yeah. designer. It gets to a certain point where like, man, we, we know you have a lot of Gucci. Yeah. You do not have to wear all and, and the thing is, those pieces aren't even the most tasteful. And it yeah. becomes this idea of where it's less about the execution of the item and more about you just wearing it. Where luxury, it's the complete opposite, mm-hmm. right? It, number one, it's more about the execution. Number two, it's not meant for people that don't even live in that space to know what you have, mm-hmm. right? You'll know it's expensive when you see it, but you have no idea what it is. And that's kind of the mindset that I see. I mean, Eric, yeah. we've seen a lot. He can touch uh, on One it. question we always ask people is like, are you wearing it or is it wearing you? Mm-hmm. Right? Because a lot of people, it'll end up wearing them. And you're like, hey, man, you know, why are you wearing this? Oh, because I saw, well, that's not really a real reason, right? And there's a reason we call our, our, our brand a luxury menswear brand because it's understood by those who need to understand. It's not going to be heavy heavy prints all the time, it's it's the material. And luxury also is synonymous with time. Mm-hmm. How much time went into it, right? That's why you would never call H&M luxury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fast fashion, right? There's a big difference. So like I said, it's that question of are you wearing it or is it wearing you, mm. you know? And even another example, right? And like this is good homework for everybody at home to do. I want you to go home and type in a Gucci tracksuit and see what it's made out of, mm. right? Mm-hmm. A Gucci tracksuit ranges anywhere from about $3,500 and up, mm-hmm. right? If you look at what a Gucci tracksuit is made out of, a lot of times it's just cotton and polyester. Mm. You can get the same material at H&M. Mm. So what are you paying for? Mm. Juxtapose that with a Cuccinelli tracksuit, also $3,500 and up. Look at the material, 100% cashmere. And that's what I mean is the difference is, you know, when you're looking at designer, a lot of times it tends to be just aspirational and just a signaling purchase. But when you're looking at luxury, it's all two of those, but there's also this added component of value because to Eric's point, there's a time associated to the make of the garment. And that's what you're paying for. It's There's actual value and utility associated to the garment versus you just having the name and it wearing you versus you wearing it. Mm. No, that's good. Um, I think as you were talking, (laughs) 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 as you were talking, like a light bulb hit in my mind and it went from short term gratification to Mm. long term success. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. what it, what it seemed to me was that like, there's a level of quality that you get from luxury that came from time, that came from effort, that came from energy. But to short-term people, they can never see it. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. They can never see, like, okay, like 
I'm not gonna lie to you. When you said that word coochie, Nelly, I had to look it up. <laughs> I can't even spell it. <laughs> I was like, coochie, a lot of mama? Know what? <laughs> I was like, what? Coochie, what? <laughs> Definitely look up coochie Nelly. Yeah, Definitely yeah, look, look up coochie it's, it's a good brand. And, yeah, and so, because I, I remember during the club, I was from, you were naming all these brands. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I've never heard of these brands before. Yeah, now, coochie Nelly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get your status. I definitely got to get that fuck up. Janelle got like $500 socks, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's different. Yeah. yeah. It's very different. And, and that's when I was like, yo, you're right. So many people are focused on that short-term gratification where they make these purchases, they buy these items to signal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and sometimes signal things that they don't even have. Mm. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Now, now we hit a nail. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 do you want to start on that? Yeah. Oh man. That, that's um a... man. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's something that we see a lot of guys essentially buying things to signal a lifestyle that they aren't really living, Mm. which to a certain level is okay. You know, there's the whole fake it till you make it thing. But I think at a certain level, you know, if you have, let's say a $200,000 car, a $40,000 watch, right? You have all these expensive purchases that anybody would deem expensive, but you know, you're skipping a lot of steps in other areas. Certain things just don't line up. Right, and I, I know because <laughs> this is something that that we talk about a lot. So, like, like to, to Eric's point, you have to have congruency all the way through. Yeah. You know, and like we've seen it, a guy might have a two hundred thousand dollar car on a forty thousand dollar AP, but then he might only be willing to spend three hundred dollars on his suit. Mm. Right, and that's almost the equivalent of like basically buying a five-star safety-rated vehicle Mm -hmm. than getting in an accident but not putting your seatbelt on. When you get in a crash, you're still going to get hurt, Mm. right? You know, like, nobody likes the guy who crosses somebody over, goes to the rim, and then he gets hung. Like, all that work, (laughs) and then you didn't finish. You know, and that's kind of the context that we're preaching is, like, if you're going to live that lifestyle, at least make it make sense Mm. all the way through. Don't, don't, don't cut corners. Yeah, don't, don't cut <laughs> corners and cheat yourself. Yeah. And that's kind of the the mindset that I want guys to, to get in is the context piece and making it make sense, mm-hmm. right? Because we see it a lot, you know? And I, again, I think, and granted, I have empathy, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think for a lot of people, it just, when you've been denied access to something for so long and you haven't had a level of income, sometimes when you finally get that level of income, the first thing you want to signal to people is that you have it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think what happens over time is there's a maturity process, right, that comes from when you've had money for a while to where it's less about showing it from you. And I had a conversation with one of our clients, Ace, and he made a really good point. Mm-hmm. It's this transition from having to wear it on your body to being able to wear it in your head. Mm-hmm. And that's the main difference. Because when you're wearing it in your body, you're always going to need people to know it's expensive. Mm-hmm. So when you're wearing it in your head, you know what time it is. And it's more about the execution because people might mm-hmm. not even know how much you really spent on that suit. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you really spent on that garment? But you know the time, you know the quality, and you know in your head, right? You feel good mm-hmm. versus having to seek that like external. Mm-hmm. That's big. A lot of people be capping out here, man. Yeah. Yeah. I made a whole YouTube video. Yeah. Stop capping, please. Yeah. You got to live within your means. It's a sign of exactly. uh, respect, responsibility, maturity, maturity yeah. all those things. Like when you when it doesn't line up. And like most, that's the thing, most high value men, they know it doesn't line up. It shows. It's, it yeah. shows. They don't like, think it does. How but can yeah. I, where is the money coming from? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the favorite question. Yeah. Where is the money coming <laughs> from? Listen, listen, guys. My number one rule is never, oh 
right. Count yeah. a man's pockets. Mm, right. Don't, hey, don't count a man's pockets. For sure. True. But I'll definitely look at your pockets. I do want to know how you get it. The way I'm looking, they look mighty light. Looks mighty light in those pockets. Mighty light in the pockets. So I'm just like, how are you doing all this? Because like I said, going back to the point that Chris always brings up about this no cat video, make sure you check it out. But so many people don't realize that short-term gratification of like, yo, I just want to show status because they know status gets women, especially places like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I want to show status. So I'm going to buy the Gucci belt. I'm going to buy mm-hmm. all these things that I can't even afford. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I just got triggered. I just got triggered. <laughs> And here's another thing, too, and, and this is what I also want people to really take from this designer versus luxury conversation is a lot of times when you're going to these designer spots, another big beef that we tend to have is they don't even properly coach you on how to wear the product. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. When you're looking at your Gucci belts, your Tom Ford belts, you see a lot of guys wear these with suits. That is a sports belt. Mm. If you're really being true to the lifestyle of that garment, the sales associate should have educated you and let you know that a guy who's living that lifestyle generally would wear that with denim, right? Mm-hmm. And even too, I'll give you a perfect example. I remember I was at Saks, right? And this just goes into the idea of like them pushing the product versus educating you on the context behind the product. And that's what you get with the luxury brand. I had a guy who was looking for a pair of shoes and basically he was going to a nice uh, nighttime event uh, black tie optional mm-hmm. and he was looking for a suit he had a black or not a suit a shoe mm-hmm. to go with his black suit uh, so I said yeah man I'll help you he was one of my one of my guys um, so I'm going to see what shoe he already had picked out and he was showing me a Fendi espadrille yeah. right real now, quick real quick guys when he told me this story I had to look this up <laughs> you need to pause <laughs> what an espadrille means pause it and look it up yeah he knows me on Coochie that right? wait a minute but, 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 but here's the point guys it's in the middle of December okay. and the sales associate recommended him a Fendi Espadrille for all for all, everyone who doesn't know who that is that's essentially a spring summer shoe mm. Right. And of course, I say, I'm like, man, you don't need to do this. That doesn't really make sense for what you're trying to do. You really need to go with maybe like a lace up or you can go with like a loafer, you know, with socks. But to do an espadrille doesn't make sense for the context Mm. of the event. But the sales associate was so pressed on pushing him the designer brand. Mm. Right. That he had no care about educating the guy on actually how to wear. Because anybody that knows anything about fashion, you guys can look this up. An espadrille is not meant to be worn in the middle of December to a black tie like Tom's, optional. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they, wow. they look like yeah, Tom's. Yeah. That's pretty much. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. You, you know, and, and, and that's another thing <laughs> that you see is like <laughs> guys wearing things outside of context and not even being educated on how to wear the product. Yeah. No, that's good, and that's why I'm really excited about bringing you guys on the on the show, yeah. and you know, creating more content with you guys individually, yeah. especially in regards to the fashions, because I think. There, uh, me and Joe were having a conversation about the difference between the the fashion practitioners and the fashion influencers. Yes, mm. and one of the biggest things that I saw is that what what and I love all the influencers. Not saying mm-hmm. they're not practitioners, right. but there are many fashion influencers who aren't really practitioners. So they might give you tips and strategies and things to do, but then when you actually go out into the world, you're looking kind of crazy with your outfits. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited about bringing you guys on because you guys are really practitioners. You guys are really students of style. And so I think 
definitely people need to be able to, um, to differentiate between the practitioners and the influencers. Yeah, definitely. Because like you said, and it's not bashing influencers, obviously they do a great job, but one thing that we see, even with people that try to enter the fashion space and start their own brand, they haven't really done the work. And I think a lot of that also is congruent and, and it's synonymous with a lot of influencers because with us, what we see a lot of the times is people will try to start their own brand. It doesn't just have to be clothing, but they haven't worked in retail. They've never sold anything. They've never learned how to measure or fit somebody. So what ends up happening is you have a lot of guys who are just giving knowledge, but there's not a lot of wisdom there because with knowledge, it'll tell you, Hey, this is what I'm supposed to do, but wisdom tells you what not to do. Mm. So we always preach context from the sense of, let's say, for example, if, if you're going to an event in the wintertime, right, put on socks. Like it, it's just little things like that, right? If it's 20 degrees outside, there's no reason you should, <laughs> you should have your ankles out. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly. Now, of course, there are certain things that certain guys do that fits their style, which is fine. But man, like a lot of influencers, they'll essentially tell you, hey, as long as you get a cool haircut and you, you're in shape, you know, you can dress. But that's not always the case. That's why we always preach context and we're always teaching guys, hey, when we put somebody in a suit, we not only just sell it to them, but we're te- teaching you how to wear it, mm. when to wear it, and why you're wearing it, right? We want to answer all those questions because then it makes sense, mm. right? Yeah, man. I-, I think it just kind of boils down to the idea of like people looking to reap the benefits and equity that comes with ownership from a space that they're only willing to rent. Mm-hmm. And I think what ends up happening is, to Eric's point, it becomes more damaging because you have people that are teaching things that don't necessarily make sense in terms of context. And granted, you know, I I think there is something to say about um, action and and I don't want anybody to have analysis paralysis, right? Mm -hmm. But I think there has to be, there has to be a level of balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that I see, and this is a conversation we have a lot with our guys who are in the space because sometimes they get discouraged because they see these influencers who aren't necessarily the dopest people when it comes to the menswear space, because a lot of the dopest people don't have the biggest following. Right. I noticed um, yeah. they, they, they really don't. And the conversation I have with them is, man, you have to be able to chew the meat and spit out the bones and look at what they do effectively. And I'll give you guys a story, right? And, and this is what really kind of made me remember when I was in college, when I was graduating, basically I had to uh, shadow. I was a part of this advanced selling program and we had to shadow going into our senior year. And one of the guys I shadow happened to work for a suit company that will remain unnamed. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much I remember I had to meet this guy at eight o'clock in Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I go to meet this guy. It's eight o'clock in the morning. And man, like I had like my best blue suit on. Right. Like I had and I wanted to make sure that, you know, I made enough noise, but without being offensive or taking too much attention, because at the end of the day, I'm there to shadow. So. I pull up, go outside, and the first thing that I see is this guy in his suit. And what amazed me is this guy, I mean, he has, like, big pants. I mean, he's, like, a 32 in the waist. His pants are, like, a 34. The suit was literally falling off of him. And this is the guy I'm shadowing. And he initially sees me, and the first thing he says, he's like, oh, wow, man. Okay, it looks like I'm shadowing you today. And in my mind, I'm like, it does does look like that. (laughs) But here's the thing that amazed me. So we're driving around the town and we're visiting all his clients. And these are very prominent people in the Savannah area. I'm talking lawyers, doctors. We even went to this million dollar home for this guy. I forget what business he had. Mm -hmm. But what was so interesting is that after every spot we went to, the things that he was actually suggesting to these clients really wasn't what they needed. Mm -hmm. But guess what happened? Every single client bought from him. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm thinking, man, why are these people listening to him? And then it clicked. 
expert is relative. And as long as you are willing to put yourself out, right, no matter where you're at, if you're a little bit better than the next guy, right, you tend to become the expert. Mm-hmm. And what I say for all my guys who are practitioners, you have to just be willing to put yourself out because a lot of times guys just don't know. Yeah. And if a guy's like one or two levels better dressed than the guys in his area, he becomes naturally the expert. But it, it kind of gets frustrating on another end because it's yeah. almost like this idea of you have coaches getting paid more than players. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not the guys who are actually doing the knowledge or are getting the results. It's the guys who are like teaching, mm-hmm. but they aren't actually in the game. Yeah. You know? Um, and and I, I'll leave you with this. And this is a conversation I, I had with another one of my clients, Tim, he was talking about the, the gold rush. Right. And one thing about the gold rush that they were talking about is the people who made the most money weren't the people that were mining the gold it was the levi's it was the people that were selling the shovels Mm -hmm. and now kind of what i'm seeing which is so interesting in the information age the people that are tending to make the most money aren't the actual people that are doing the information Mm -hmm. it's the people selling the information to the people that want to apply it yeah Mm -hmm. and that is it's kind of like (laughs) man it's kind of the incongruent and granted i think it is going to get to a space to where the people that are the practitioners they're starting to look like okay no i need to get on this but that's the thing that's so fascinating to me is you know where does that balance come into play between being a practitioner you know acting versus not being too scared to act and how do you make it all make sense Mm. that's where why like i said i love bringing people on like you because like I said, I wanted to do the fashion videos, but I was realizing, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I got a little bit of information. I can yeah. give you basic, you know, ABCs, but when it comes to really doing pre-calculus, I'm, I'm, I'm oblivious to nah, it. for sure, yeah. You know, and so, dang. No, yeah. no. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, so, so to me, I, I love that because we need more men like you in the space and this goes back to even when it comes to like being a man because what I've noticed and Chris talks about all the time with like especially in places like Clubhouse and guys be capping about the lives that they're living you know (laughs) what I mean like guys are literally selling you a life that if you hung out with him that's not the life this man. I got the green bean. <laughs> and so that's why I'm like, yo, I'm I'm really excited about especially getting into more vlogs in the future. Yeah. Cause people gotta see, like, yo, the certain people are projecting a certain lifestyle, going back to the designer, going back to the fast life, going back to, you know, the scammers and people like that. They're projecting a life that is not really long-term results and success from it. Mm-hmm. And so the world needs to see men such as yourself, such as Chris, who And are, you, Fee. Stop playing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll take it. Men is all of us to be able to see like, yo, this is the way of the way to live, you yes. know? Because what I realized is for years there was no alternative. Like there was only one way. It was the Flash. It was the Louis. It was the mm-hmm. Gucci. Like, no one... Like, you, even you bringing that conversation about designer versus luxury, mm-hmm. I did not know that. I literally mm-hmm. learned that for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm like, yo, there's a whole other way of living that a lot of young men have not learned. And I'm really excited about bringing this more balanced, use Joe's word, congruent life to these individuals. Yeah, yeah man. I mean... um, I think it's needed. I mean, yeah. Um, like you said, even with business, it's one of those things to where 
I think it all kind of falls in line. Yeah. If you're taking shortcuts in one area, it tends to carry over and it's like a water, it's like a domino effect. It falls over into the other areas mm-hmm. of your life. So with dressing, when you're starting your own business, I always tell guys like, it's okay to take the stairs, right? Mm-hmm. You don't always have to take the <laughs> elevator because long term, we, and we talked about this last time, you, you have to be able to get people in the door and then keep them there, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like Joseph, you don't want to be club soda, right? Yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah, just yeah, fizzle yeah. out. Yeah. And I think like you, like you were saying, to your point with business, it's the same thing, yeah. right? You have to keep people around. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's the idea that we have, and I, I know you guys share it as well, that you have to complete the entire whole man. Yes. You know, yes. from the inside out, you know, we definitely always preach high character, high value. Yes. So the stuff... Some things you cannot ignore. You have to get better. You have to heal. We have, we know that. But you also have to present yourself in the best way. You know how to carry yourself. Know yes. when you walk into a room, how are you dressing? You know, that's very, very important. So I think, you know, platforms like this, you know, and, and the leaders that we are, we do have to make more videos like, like this. So we make sure that not only for ourselves, but for the other men in the world to create a change, we all have to continue to get yeah. better and learn. So. Yep. Yeah, man. And I think it just comes down to that idea of mentorship yeah. mm-hmm. and allowing guys to have a space to where they can see people that look like them or that they relate to mm-hmm. and be able to use that as a proxy. Because sometimes your mentors won't always be in front of you mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. Sometimes you might have to have them uh, digitally. You might have to find them in a book. So the fact that you guys are presenting that, I think, is huge. Because even for me and Eric, like we didn't always know this either. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was because we had mentors. Like, I'll never forget. And shout out to Darius Robinson for this. I remember it was freshman year, right? And we had, um, it was like a career day at our school. And I'll never forget this, right? And this is like when I thought I was killing it. I put on this gray suit. I had this black vest on, you know, a white shirt, black tie, like these black and gray shoes, like these multicolor joints. And I'm going into the, uh, the interview, are the uh, the gym because it was like a whole bunch of like desks set up, and I see uh, one of my mentors, Darius, and he says, "What in the world do you have on?" Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, "Bro, what are you talking about? Dude, like, I'm, I'm killing it. I'm like super, super clean." Yeah. And he begins to roast me. Mm. And I'm talking about like it was bad. Like he was like, bro, you got the tuxedo prom (laughs) vest on (laughs) with the regular business gray suit. Like, bro, the satin doesn't even mix with the... He's like, like, what are you doing? And in the moment, right, you know, that kind of hurt my ego a little bit. Because I'm like, man, I thought I was fresh, but I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I remember from that day, I was like, okay, never again. Like, I got to get on my P's and Q's. I can't just be out here looking crazy. And it's so funny because fast forward, you know, six, seven oh, years, wow. yeah. the, the, the yeah, student becomes yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the exactly. master. But I always, I, always, I always appreciate that because I think as men, we do grow through criticism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, having to, and having that means a lot. And just in general, like, you know, even in nature, like every atom right, gets influenced by its nearest, you know, counterpart. So hydrogen plus oxygen equals H2O, water, right? So the question I always ask is, what are your nearest associates and counterparts making you? How are they influencing you? Mm -hmm. What are they turning you into? Man. Mm -hmm. I remember I got roasted. (laughs) (laughs) But like, we need that, right? Oh, yeah, the USPA, I thought it was Paul. (laughs) Why you got a teammate? They was killing me. They was killing me. (laughs) Why you got the assassin on the back, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, no. And and, and that that team component is so big, bro. It is huge. It is so big. Big having those people, and one of the I think one of the most underrated assets that we have is a Patreon accountability um, mm. sheet. 
That's so on our Patreon, we have um, uh, a networking um, sheet of men from all around the world. Wow. We break it down from cities, countries, different locations, parts of the parts of the globe. And this is an opportunity for men to network and connect with one another. Because what I found is so many guys feel like there's no one else around me mm -hmm. who can push me, who can encourage me, who yeah. can lift me up. And so to be able to create this for these guys, I feel like a lot of guys who are using it are like experiencing so many benefits. But a lot of guys sleep on it because I keep on telling them, I'm like, yo, I have Chris, I have Joe, I have Eric, I have Stefan, I have all these other people, John, Francis, in my life right. to help me on my journey to level up, become the best version of myself. You have nobody. And you're not Wolverine. You're not, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't <laughs> yeah. do this on your own. No, seriously, yeah. You have nobody. Yeah. How do you expect to get the same outcome as me when I have the Avengers yeah. and you're playing by <laughs> yourself, you know, and so that's a bar, <laughs> you know, and so that's why I'm just like, man, I, I, I want guys to take advantage of that Patreon, you know, mm. accountability because like you literally cannot do it on your own because you have so many blind spots that you're not going to be aware of. Yeah, that's huge. And like Joe was saying, I mean, we were very fortunate to have a lot of people that cared enough to even roast us. Yeah. Honestly, mm -hmm. in freshman year, we were a part of a program where we had mentors in place. But even if you don't have that, man, just ask. Mm -hmm. right? And I always tell this, like freshman year, me and Joe were cool. I was cool with a bunch of people. But literally, I hung out with about nine people freshman year. And after freshman year, they all either dropped out mm -hmm. or got kicked out. Mm -hmm. So I was forced sophomore year to find a whole new group of friends. Yeah. So that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because that changed my circle, right? I, I was on the, you know, you can imagine I was probably on my way to failing out too, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is true. Yeah, but yeah. once I changed my circle, man, yeah. man, grades went up, right? Mm. Girls kept coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it starts with just mentorship. Like mm. you said, your circle, accountability, that's so huge. And we, we, we've been getting a lot of this since the last time we were on, man. Just people reached out and just asking, right? Yeah. Because even if we can't necessarily help them at that time, we can direct them to people that can, or, you know, we make time to do it because... Yeah. You need people in your circle. I think that's huge. Yeah. Man, let me ask you guys this, and I'm very interested if you guys have had this experience or what your take on it is, but how much do you think the inability to be vulnerable plays into you not being able to get mentorship or even surround yourself around people who will mentor or push you, mm. especially even necessarily being a minority or black man who you know, may have that undertone or context of having maybe a dad who, you know, wasn't there or said he was going to do something but didn't. So, like, like, I'm just interested to hear you guys' kind of take on that. No, I think vulnerability is key. You know, and I think it was, I was fortunate enough to really develop that in college, yeah. you know, just because of the circle I was hanging out with and, and me going on a spiritual journey. It's kind of like, in order to receive Christ, you got to open up yourself first. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, that's one of the things that, it is a huge, major key to realize that you can step back and say, like, man, I need help yeah. or I am struggling with this. You know, I need, you know, improvement in this area. So yeah. if, if if somebody's asking me for help and not willing to disclose that information that I need to know in yeah. order to help you, how can I help you if I don't know what's going on? So men have to open themselves up for criticism, for sharing some of the deep and darkest secrets, like what's holding you back, what's what's uh, why you don't have confidence, et cetera, et cetera. So vulnerability is probably the one or two main component into growth, period. Mm -hmm. Whether that's spiritual growth, whether that's business, whether mm -hmm. that, you know, emotional, mental, whatever, you have to be vulnerable. You have to open yourself and put yourself out there if you want to see any kind of change. Right. No. 
Yeah, because, <clears throat> and I think we talked about a little bit earlier, just seeing people that look like you is a big step. Mm-hmm. But also we have to be able and be willing to help as well. And that's, a, that's another big part of it too because if somebody's asking you know, multiple people and everybody's sending them down, that, that confidence, that ego is just going to continue to fall. So I think it's on us as well to, to continue to help people too. You know? Man, this actually this reminds me of another memory um, from college actually. And I, I think this ties really well into uh, the mentorship conversa- conversation and making yourself available to be vulnerable. So... Mm-hmm. You know, freshman year, I get on campus, and of course, you know, they give us a key, right, to our dorm. And at that time, I don't know if you guys can relate, when you're a freshman on campus, the first thing you buy, right, to hold your key is a lanyard. So I thought I was just super cool on campus, <laughs> lanyard, hanging out the pocket. You know what I mean? Like, all but, around the yeah, 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 man, one key, because I didn't have a whip at the time. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but you know what's really interesting is every time I began talking to girls who are, you know, upperclassmen, they always knew I was a freshman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like I kept trying to figure it out. I was like, dang, like I didn't even say hello yet. You're oh you're a freshman. And I'm like, how do they yeah. know? So so I went to to my mentor at the time, Gary Green. Shout out to Gary Green. And I'm like, man, every girl I talk to knows I'm a freshman. Why do they know? Like, how? Do I have a sign on my head that just says freshman? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he looks me in my eyes and he says, It's the lanyard. <laughs> so literally. That same day, I get rid of the lanyard and I put the key uh, to my dorm room, literally in my wallet. And when I first did it, he goes, man, I don't know if you should do that because what if the key falls out the wallet? I'm like, nah, I'm good. I can't have girls just thinking I'm a freshman out here, okay? I'm not carrying myself like a freshman. Yeah. So I go back on campus and of course, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to girls, they don't automatically know I'm a freshman. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, you know, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. So of course, as the week goes on, I'm in, you know, I'm actually hooping at the gym and what ends up happening is I lose my wallet. Mm. So now I'm in a very precarious situation because <laughs> everybody who's ever lived on campus, you know that if you lose your key, yeah, what are they going to make man. you do? Pay that fee? You're going to have to pay <laughs> that fee. Yeah. And I think at the time, the fee that they were trying to make me pay is 250 Granted, it's like 4 o'clock. They're closing at 5. At yeah. this point, I'm nervous because I'm like, where am I going to sleep? Yeah. I don't know when my roommates are getting back. So yeah. like... I'm starting to kind of get a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I'm like, dang, I don't want to call Garrett because man, he's going to say, oh, yeah. I told you so. And I'm like, man, like, what do I do? So I call Garrett. He's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, bro, like, I don't know what to do. I lost my key and my wallet. They want me to pay for the key, but I don't even have my wallet to pay for the key. So what am I going to do? And he says, look, man, I got you. I'm like, what do you mean you got me, bro? Like, it, they're about to close at five. I need to get into my dorm room. Like, what am I going to do? So he says, Joe, check this out. I'm going to get you back your key. I'm like, you're not going to get me back my key. <laughs> he was like, this is what you need to do. You need to go to campus police. I'm like, whoa, I'm not <laughs> trying to go to police. <laughs> 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 He's like, no, listen to me, listen to me. He says, I need you to go to campus police, mm-hmm. and I need you to file a police report. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I ain't no snitch. I'm trying, you know, <laughs> but, but like, seriously, like, I'm like, police report, what is that going to do? He's like, bro, just listen. Mm-hmm. Go to campus police and file a police report. So I go to campus police. I'm like rushing there because, you know, things are closing at five and I file the police report. After I file the police report, they give me this document and they said, OK, you're all good. You know, you can go back to, um, you know, your dorm. So I call him and he's like, hey, did, you, did they give you the sheet? I'm like, yeah. He was like, all right. So this is what you need to do. You need to go back to your dorm and show them the sheet. Mm-hmm. So I go back to the dorm. I show them the sheet. And do you know what they do? Open your door, give you a key. They open, not not only do they open my door, but they give me a free key. Holy crap. 
And the lesson in the story is there's a lot of prices that we're having to pay and a lot of keys to doors that aren't opening because of our inability to be vulnerable. Yeah, you wrote yeah. that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's some people that spit out the door and some people right there. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at him either way, please. <laughs> I love it. I freaking love it. <laughs> I love it, man. I do. I do, man. <laughs> Apple Notes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. That's a fantastic story. Yeah, uh, fantastic, yeah, man. Yeah. That was an amazing story. Yeah, no, I and 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 to me, I I hope guys take advantage of mm. that. Hope yeah. they don't just take that story like, oh, that was dope. No, that like that's serious. Yeah. Um, because there's even a flip side to this, and it's taking me in a whole different direction. But we can stay here. Where I had this video that I did, it didn't do very well, but it is what it is. <laughs> I had this video oh, that I did where I was like, some guys really don't want to be helped. Because mm. Joe asked, is it vulnerability is holding people back? Mm. I've realized there's, uh, there's also a community of guys who just don't want to be helped yes. at all. <laughs> and, and, and these guys, I called them agents of destruction. <laughs> And they want to see the world burn. And the reason why I called him, and, and there was a scene, and I and I showed it in the video from I Am Legend that always stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And there's an end scene of I Am Legend where Will finally uncovered. You guys watch I Am Legend? Yes, yeah, I love it. Come on, man. Yeah. Come sure. on, yeah. of course. I love yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. 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 So there was a scene where Will Smith uncovered the cure. And when Will Smith uncovered the cure, the moment he did, all of a sudden he's in the basement and yep. all the zombies came inside. And he closed the glass, right? Mm-hmm. And then when the zombies were inside, he was like, yo, I, I can save you. I can help you. I've saved her. I can help you too. They didn't care. Yeah. They weren't trying to listen. All they mm-hmm. were trying to do was break the glass, break inside, and kill Will. And that's when it was like, yo, there's some guys... Where it's like they don't, all they want to do is just tear people down. All they mm. want to do is be mm. negative. All they want to do is be bitter. All they want to do is be resentful. And those community of guys, it really upsets me because they're the ones in the comments saying negativity. They're the ones trying to tear, they see a guy like you, well-dressed, want to tear you down. They want to see you um, fail. And so I'm like, man, there needs to be a culture where this, this, idea of being this agent of destruction goes away because, yo, we're trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Like, Joe was trying to help. Eric's trying to help. Chris is trying to help. We're trying to help you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of guys, like you said, even if you tell them, yo, go file a police report, they're not even going to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's really as simple as <clears throat> just projection, right? Mm-hmm. People always project their insecurities onto you. And once again, we talked about this a little bit last time, man, just when we were getting started, Man, just all of the hate, the negativity, the, man, I'm not wearing a suit there. I'm not wearing, I'm not doing it. But a lot of it is just people just projecting how they really feel about themselves. And I think that goes hand in hand with what Hafiz was talking about. Just, man, when people see you doing something that they really want to do deep down inside, they'll find every way to make it seem like it's not something that they really want to be doing. But man, in reality, that's exactly where they want to be. So I think it's just projection, man. People always will project their insecurities on you. And then also with some guys is like, I have a love 
hate relationship with the self-made kind of guys because mm. the story sounds so much better when you do it by yourself. Yeah. You know, I had no help. You know what I mean? I, I did this alone. Like, I mm. came up on my own. Like, yeah. nobody want to help me, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, people hear that, they want to be like that. Mm. So they like, man, you know what? I'm not going to listen to Fees or I'm not right. going to listen to Joe. I'm not going right. to... I don't need their help because mm. this person did it. And like I said, the story sounds so much better. Mm. So when you have add that component in, and like you said... Some people do don't want any help. They want to see the world burn. They don't want to see people improve. They don't want to level up because of whatever reason. Right. It's just it's sad. You know, it, it's 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 makes it, it really irks my nerves when <laughs> yeah, people yeah. don't want to get better <laughs> and then also project negativity on other people. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's yeah. just man, I don't know. Yeah. I, man, I that's such a good point. I, I think there is this overglorification of not receiving any help for success. I'm telling you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like no man is an island. But to go back to your point, I think it's two things. I think number one, I think when guys are seeking mentors, one thing you have to realize is your priority is not someone else's emergency. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is a lot of guys will give up after only texting their mentor or the guy that they're trying to get to mentor them once mm-hmm. or twice. All of my mentors that I've had to a certain degree, especially as I've gotten to the professional realm, I've had to hound respectively yeah. Yeah. because I'm going in with the mindset of they're providing me a lot more value than I can provide them. Right. So yeah. I can't come with entitlement that they automatically just give me their time. And I think what what kind of hinders guys is a lot of us, especially if we come from homes where we may have not had a father figure, we get very emotional or attached to the rejection piece because we might view it as, oh my God, here we go. Another guy who's not saying what you know he needs to do. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand again that their time is extremely valuable and you're trying to barter for that. Mm. So you have to also, there's a level of consistency and determination you have to have when you are pursuing that. Mm. The second side of it, you you know, as well, uh, Chris and Fees, is I think it's very uncomfortable to realize that you're the problem. Yeah. Mm. And it's much easier to displace the blame than to sit with yourself and realize that everywhere that you're at and everything that's currently happening to you is because of decisions that you have made. And for Mm -hmm. some guys, that is too heavy of a load to bear. Mm -hmm. So they will go their entire lives with displacing the blame. It doesn't mean that there aren't other factors and nuanced things that contribute to a person's position. But the only way I think you begin to grow outside of that is to look internally because you can't change your external factors, Mm -hmm. but you can always start with yourself and work outwards. Yeah. And I mean, a great example of that is, you know, we get a lot of guys like, Hey, can you mention me? Can you, man, the other day we had a guy who, (laughs) Uh, man, this dude, he kept emailing us, right? I was like, okay, cool. You know, we'll talk to you. This dude sent us a PowerPoint presentation Mm -hmm. on the way he used to dress versus the way he dresses now versus the way he wants to dress. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay, well, Wait a minute, you know, at first he, you know, but then we we had a conversation with him on FaceTime. Man, he was taking notes, mm-hmm. like literally like writing things down, asking us really thought-provoking questions, giving us great tips on yeah. how we, you know what I mean? And I was just like, man, that fired me up because like Joe said, our time is valuable, but when we see somebody that's really serious about this, mm-hmm. man, th- that goes so far because when we got started and we had our fashion mentors, man, we had to show them like we really want this, you yeah. know what I mean? Like we're serious about this because 
we don't just want to look good. We want to have the information behind. But so when he, when he sent us that PowerPoint, we were yeah, just like, okay, man, like, yeah. you know, you so, got our attention. So, so so now, you know, we've developed a relationship and we're keeping in contact. That's you know? awesome, that's man. So, yeah, because I know you guys offer um, that through your Patreon, you know. Right. So can, yeah. you, can you let that's people know a little bit about that? Sure. So with our Patreon, man, we do a lot of the mentorship, not just from the fashion side, but just from the overall internal personal development side as well. And also one thing that we, you know, uh, we're talking about the other day, once we get to, um, we're still deciding on the number of members. It, it, we're get, getting pretty close to it. We're going to actually fly somebody out, give them a custom suit, right? Take them through the whole process because we want guys to not only just see us, but we want them to be able to experience it as well. So we're doing a lot of mentorships. We're doing giveaways. Our Patreon is going to be a place where we can really interact personally with guys mm-hmm. um, because as you guys know, the DMs and emails gets a little crowded. Mm-hmm. So with Patreon, we can really also see who's serious, mm-hmm. but also give them the tailored advice to their personal needs. And what's your Patreon? Yeah. It's going to be patreon.com slash Harrison and Hines. I'm a sign up for it. And even to add to that, one thing that we're also looking to do is, you know, once a month, pick a guy to actually have a style consultation with. So Mm -hmm. take him through the context, create him a mood board to kind of really go through his style journey. So to Eric's point, we really just want to be a place where we can provide value to guys, but also be able to filter out and see, man, who's really serious about getting this information. Because as you guys know, I mean, over 200,000 subscribers, there's a lot of people I know that yeah. reach out to you guys. So mm-hmm. it can become very overwhelming to kind of sift through like, okay, who do I respond to? Because you only have so many hours a day on top of all, everything else that it takes to do what you guys do. Yeah. So that's what we're really hoping to kind of kind of create, you know, in, in our community at Patreon. No, most definitely, guys. Get on their Patreon, patreon.com slash Harrison and Hines. Harrison and Hines. Make sure you get on that as well. Um, anything you want to... Touch upon ad before we. No, I think it was good, man. You know, we got definitely looking forward to more conversations like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, I think we continue yeah. to build this partnership, this friendship, and it's gonna be really good. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, to come back. And, 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 and to me, I think what I, what I really wanted to show from this conversation was that there's gonna be so many guys who want to take shortcuts on this journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Going back to designer versus luxury, going back to looks, money, stats, going back to paper, physical, all that conversation. But there's so many guys that want to take shortcuts. But this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes. When it comes to building your fitness, building your um, fashion, your emotional health, you know, maybe building whatever it may be, your confidence, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And there are men who want to guide you and help you alongside the journey mm-hmm. that's available if you want to succeed. But I just want all the young guys to realize that if you're going to enter into the sprint Olympics, <laughs> there, there is a short reign. There is a very, very short reign because eventually you're going to be exposed in the long run. Mm. So I just don't want any guys who are simply trying to take shortcuts in life to, one, do those things, get mad when they flat, fall flat on their face, because maybe you were a champion at 26, like a Usain Bolt, but right now you're 30 years old and that, that doesn't go anywhere now. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but I want guys to realize that long-term success, that's really where you win in life. With women, with business, with friends, with everything, long-term success. And I love how you talked about it when it came to the suits. You said, well, and when it comes to real fashion, there's a, there's a long shelf life you know what i mean there's in the 70s and 80s you still got that style you still killing it you know what i mean and so i really want people to really um embrace that long-term mindset and to know that we got all the resources available to help you guys succeed but like i said life is a marathon it's not a sprint yeah man i mean 
fashion versus style, but just to the piece about marathon versus sprint, one of my favorite quotes, I know Joe too, the tallest buildings have the deepest foundation, mm-hmm. right? You have to do the work. Yeah. A lot of people show you the beauty, but they don't show you the ashes, right? Because mm-hmm. there've been a lot of great buildings that have been built on top of ashes, right? Sometimes you got to burn the whole thing down and start over, but that's yeah. okay. You have to do the work. Yeah. Um, and, and that's key. So. Yeah, man. Uh, just to kind of echo Eric's point is, man, you, you, you can't you can't outrun the work. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it will catch up to you. You know, Kubrick's Arconium and a diamond looks very <laughs> similar until you both put them through pressure. Yeah. And then you start seeing the cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, again, man, we're really about, man, having the whole piece of the pie, not just one, and making sure you're doing the work all the way through. Yeah, I love it. How many bars y'all got? I'm just curious, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. They got a lot. They got a lot of bars over there, man. Yeah. So, do, 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 do. <laughs> so my name is Hafiz. Chris is on the show, baby. And we're joined by... Eric Harrison. And Joseph Hines. Guys, please make sure you uh, hit up E and Joe. Where can they hit you up at Instagrams? Uh, personally, time? you can find me at Eric Austin H on everything. And then our business is Harrison and Hines on yes. everything. Yeah, and uh, Mr. J. Hines on everything, as well as Clubhouse. Yes, indeedy, guys. Uh, Follow so, on the Clubhouse. Follow the Clubhouse. <laughs> guys, it's all going to be linked below, as well as um, Eric's and Joe's Patreon. Make sure you sign up for that as well. Thank you guys so much. We're the roommates. And have a great day. <laughs>